Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness. This is a rerun episode from 2017, November specifically, in our nonsensical November of that year. Uh, coming in with Lady in the Water, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movie that is uh, about birds eating ladies. I hope you enjoy. This movie fucking sucks. It is Lady in the Water on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Sticker Madness. This is the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. Sam and Jackie are here. Uh, it is Nonsensical November, the last episode of Nonsensical November 2017, showcasing M. Night Shyamalan's fairy tale Lady in the Water, starring Paul Giamatti and Bryce Dallas Howard. Go. <laughs> To the bathroom and pee. Yep. What? What? What was that about? It's about a lady in the water. It's not even about a lady in the water. It's not about a lady in the water. I thought this was going to be a horror movie. Really? Hmm. What made you think that? Because it's a lady in the water, so I'm assuming she's going to drown people hmm. that live in the apartment complex. So she's like Jason's mom, but Jason himself? Or she's like Jaws. She's Ooh. like Jaws. Yeah. She's yeah. like Pool Jaws. Pool Jaws. <laughs> They pool get a little jaws. too close to the pool at night. She drags them in. You know what the most horrific thing that you can find in a pool is? A Who? turd. A turd. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, was, I was like, is this a trick question? And this is a turd. <laughs> so uh, it's it's pretty horrifying, Jackie, if you yeah. ask me. I, I am, I'm frightened of M. Night Shyamalan and uh, his continued career. <laughs> so it think, horrifies me. I think this might be the first M. Night Shyamalan movie that I've watched. Oh, ever really? I think so. You've yes. never seen Six Sense? Oh, that was him. Yeah, yeah. Signs. No, I didn't see. Oh, yes, I saw Signs. I didn't okay. see Signs. Yeah, those are the two, the two big ones. And I, we just talked this morning about how you'd already seen Unbreakable. Oh, I, yep. I thought the Village did better financially than Signs. <laughs> really? That's surprising. So here's too. something. Well, we're since I just spit out the idea of mm -hmm. numbers. So after he does his independent film, uh, his next. Five movies, mm -hmm. worldwide grosses anyway. Right. $1.8 billion. That's insane. That's really insane. Now, Sam, I know you hate M. Night Shyamalan. And Do not I, like him. I also am in that camp. Uh, starting with, uh, is The Sixth Sense, I know you don't like it, but is it his best movie? The, out of uh, Now, we haven't seen this new one called Split. <laughs> so but, here's uh, the deal. I don't distinguish... Uh, the two of them, Village and Sixth Sense. I think The Village actually is stronger filmmaking wise. Okay. But the thing was, is both times, mm -hmm. 15 minutes in, I know what's happening and I'm right. suffering. Correct. I am suffering. And it's not like I'm this super plot uh, detective. You're not the film critic that's in this movie. No. He beats you in the face yeah. at the beginning of the movie with what the twist at the end is. If you've 
my problem with the sixth sense is, and I don't think it, I don't think it's shit. I think it's just, bleh. Yeah. but he does beat you in the face with it. And if you've ever seen anything ever, like, like I'm thinking if you've seen a Christmas Carol or uh, uh, George Bailey, you know, he's fucking dead immediately. Yeah. And I'm not just using those because they're Christmas movie and Christmas is coming right around the corner. Uh, get your uh, pants in a twist, Jackie. Um, but it's obvious. Yeah. It's fucking nobody talks to him. That's it. It's a, no one it's even a, looks at him. Ding, 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 ding. So it's not that great. Uh, everybody fucking jerks off to it. Uh, Unbreakable is an unviewable movie. This was worse. Uh, this is. Okay, all right. I I, I think that's con- contentious argument land <laughs> that you're heading towards. I we can save it for the end, maybe. Uh, what else? Signs. Uh, I never the, saw that. The aliens fly all the way across the fucking galaxy to eat people, but they're allergic to water. A planet they flew to that is seventy five percent covered Why would they... in the fucking. It's like cat people being allergic to cats. Well, if they're gonna eat people, we're like mostly water, right? It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely stupid. Huh. Uh, and then we've got obviously uh, Battlefield Earth. No, what's that movie called? Uh, Earth 2.0. Earth. Will Smith can't speak right. Earth. Oh, After Earth. After Earth. Yeah. I can. I, I could argue for years on why that's the worst movie ever made. Actually, but you think it's worse than Plan Nine or uh, Monster? Go-Go? Because of how much it cost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I that's can't. the thing. Well, I thought this one was completely insulting. It's. It's infuriatingly insulting. The ego on this fucking asshole. That's what... I Well, we're already there. This is a vanity piece gone awry. This is Absolutely. the same as uh, Templar Nation, James's mm-hmm. film, uh, Wissau's The Room, mm-hmm. and Neil Breen's Fateful Findings. Correct. Now, I'm going to consider this one worse off the bat, not for the one separating quality that it has. Mm. They worship themselves visually with the camera. All the other three do. Right. He doesn't. He does something much worse. We are supposed to worship M. Night Shyamalan. I'm going to use a fake word. The ideologian. The ideologian. Yes. Okay. This film is a vanity piece for his good ideas. And a a big fuck you to anybody who judges his movies. Yeah. Or... (laughs) thinks his every everything we just said at the start of this dissing on sixth sense he is telling me to fuck right off yeah exactly. because he knows better than anybody how to write stories exactly so we're all assholes because we can see through his bullshit and well, by the very fact that we do not worship him as a filmmaker makes us inferior as film critics he is the Donald Trump of fucking movie directors because if you do anything that like Donald Trump today fucking uh, uh, free got those guys the basketball players out and he's like well they didn't thank me so I should have left them there yeah fuck you M Night Shyamalan Donald Trump's a good comparison because he doesn't with the other ones especially Brain like he has some agenda there. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, he's, he's got, yeah, sure, he saved the government secrets on a magic rock. Right. I've got to get this work done. <laughs> but at the same time, he does have some, like, there's a corporate greed that he's after. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, M. Night Shyamalan doesn't actually have any ideas. None. He's just like, oh, these are, these are going to really shake things up. People are going to, some people aren't going to like these ideas. He doesn't even tell you 
what these ideas are. He's got a book called The Cookbook. Yeah. Boy, that sounds very familiar to another book that the people who read it have that same type of attitude about the things within said blank cookbook. We're going to change the world by this book that's called blank cookbook yeah. and, and banned throughout the nation. You, fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. You're a fucking anarchist? Is that what you're trying to hint at here, you dipshit? I don't even know. He's you... the savior of the world, Justin. Right, which, which is what every single asshole that reads the anarchist cookbook says about themselves. He's fucking David Koresh? He's on a high horse. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Now, to, you know, jump onto his side a little bit, not really onto his side, but to maybe give him a little pillow to sit on. Mm-hmm. He just made $1.8 billion. Right. So he is completely self-absorbed at this time. And it would hard it would be hard not to. Mm-hmm. But at this point, he I, I, realizes... I, I think people can do it, Sam. I think there's nice, rich guys. Uh, 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 Warren Buffett, you know, maybe. Just sure. Don't toss well, there's there. some filmmakers that have been successful that haven't gone south, and this isn't one of them. But mm-hmm. uh, he, with everything that's happened in his career thus far, a very young career, he's realized, I am the... Smartest guy on the planet. I'm the chosen one. I am I'm the chosen fucking one. Neo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then man. he does this, which is beyond the fact that he's telling us that he's this great idea guy, doesn't give us any ideas. Mm-hmm. He does something that is by and large impossible, and he invents a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that a fairy tale needs is a few generations of people that got used to the idea of it before they got older. Or, and and or a moral, which this yes. does not have. This is a bunch of desperate people living in an apartment complex. They don't. I, well, I, I question that greatly. What you just said. Yeah. Uh, I would say that this is dumber than most fairy tales. Okay. But if you were used to the idea, you wouldn't hate it as much. The problem is, is the only two people that heard this before it went to theaters were his kids. Mm-hmm. So the only people that could possibly enjoy this movie are his children. Okay. And he spent 70 fucking million dollars. 70 million dollars to make Lady in the Water. Where did it go? They built the apartment complex from the ground up. Why did they do that? Because it needed to be closer to his house so his commute was less. That's fucking insanity. I want it to be a different reason from that, but he built it five minutes from his house in Pennsylvania. That is the worst. Who greenlights that? Who writes a fucking check for that and says, go ahead. Warner. What a bunch of dipshits. Why would you do that? Tell this fucking kid to go fuck himself. He's he's writing checks, literally, that his ass can't cash. Can't cash. It made uh, made 18 domestically. Yeah. Well, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jackie, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much should be, you piece of shit. That, uh, uh fuck you, Justin. Well, <laughs> this was deal. so awful. It was almost unviewable. I didn't want to watch it after the first five minutes. It's hard to not tune out in the middle of it. Yeah. Like every five minutes, I had to force myself to keep watching it. Right. Uh, here's the deal. I wanted to. Ch- I chose this film specifically because when I saw it when it came out, I, 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 I think I might have been in the boat with Jackie that, ooh, maybe it's a little horror-esque. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to see some, uh, some uh, blood and guts, you know, uh, stuff like that. At that and point this movie time. could have delivered that. I could have. Could have. Uh when I watched it, I was baffled by it. 
uh, in the same vein that I was baffled by Dreamcatcher. Now, Dreamcatcher is a hell of a lot more fun. Sure. Uh, but it's it's still lunacy you can't. in storytelling. You can't put it together. No. And we're going to try. That is what our job is to do today, is to put our best feet forward and he- make some uh, goddamn good film theories about what this thing is trying to accomplish. Uh to make M. Night Shyamalan the savior of the world. Right. Well, there's And the that. rest of us can fuck off if we don't understand. But what's the vehicle to get there? That's what we have to figure out. An Jay. eagle. Yeah. But no. And a nymph. Okay. All right. Uh, and imagination. Some boots and some keys and a toilet brush. Sam, what else you got on this thing? <laughs> uh, as far as it doesn't really do that much domestically, it mm-hmm. is a pet project. Mm-hmm. Vanity piece gone awry. He also was so far behind it that he released a children's book uh, that coincided with the release of the film, hmm. and uh, it went in more depth on the uh, world of the scrunts <laughs> and the narfs, the established universe. Yeah, but at the same time, like anytime anywhere I would go to read about like how much more in depth, it was like oh about two more sentences because there's not really anything there, right? Uh, and that. This is sort of the downturn of his career. And speaking of downturns of careers, this is 2006, and and we're introduced to a young, fine young woman and a fine young actress named Bryce Dallas Howard, who then disappeared for ten years. Jim Audrey didn't do good after this. No, but he was he was everywhere. It, it, none of his movies were any good. But he was. This is Hollywood royalty that we're talking about. The daughter of the finest film act director. That made a movie called Rush yeah. that I can think of. <laughs> he's uh, done some bad ones, too. He's done too. some real bad fucking movies. Uh, Rush is incredible. Um, she falls off the fucking planet until Jurassic World. She's in stuff, but she's, she just doesn't have leads. She was in five movies. Yeah. It, during that 10-year span. This was not a good project for anyone involved. The the BDH launch pad was... Uh, not so good. <laughs> I When I saw Jeff Wright show up, I was like, oh, no, Jeff Wright, this is what happened to you for five years. Mm-hmm. You were in this fucking thing. He didn't right. do bad. Right. Like, he didn't lay it on thick. He was like, I'm just going to do my thing and leave, and he did. But, yeah, it's just a disaster. And uh, Shyamalan actually blames it on Warner. Because they, they didn't get behind it the way Disney got behind his other movies. They gave him $70 million so that he could have a short commute. Yeah. I think they're behind it. They were behind it. That's the thing. No, it, it, it didn't do well because it sucked. Right. And the only reason Disney didn't make it is because he apparently had sent the script to one of the executives that he usually works with. And he found out that she didn't read it and they got into like a tissy fit. And he's like, I'm leaving (laughs) because he he didn't feel important enough, I guess. So he's like, I'm taking this to Warner Brothers. And then Disney was probably like, thank God. Yes. Oh, boy. I'm glad that good decision there. Man. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. We got a long ways to go. So we get the Catwoman intro at the beginning of this with the water people. Previous times and in, in ancient times, the men lived next to the water people and the water people shared their wealth of knowledge and their, their, their secrets and their advice and, and, and were guardians, keep, uh, uh, keepers of sure. man, as it were. And then at some point in time, man moved inland. Yeah, they picked up their mobile homes and moved <laughs> inland. That's what it looked like. They really did pick up their homes and moved inland. Now, I'm sorry, uh, but memory tells me that we've got towns uh, called uh, like New York and uh, 
uh, fucking uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle, Portland, and. Uh, uh, Earth people, they live by the ocean. All those big, massive cities that live uh, in Europe by the ocean. and Great Lakes and, cities. And seaports and, like, that's... Everybody actually flocked to the oceans. Detroit, Cleveland. As a natural path in human evolution. We never went inland. We always stayed by the ocean. Where 90% of our population <laughs> is on the sea, seaboard. We rely on it. We need it to survive. Well, you know why? Why? Because there's ladies in that water. There's ladies in the water. And, and they're like a- bitching at you. Uh, so, so <laughs> turn off your TV. <laughs> Quit playing that music so goddamn loud. I'm going to shove that flute right up your butt what? if you don't go to bed right now, Timmy. Um, <laughs> I was going to go a different direction. Uh, yeah, me too, actually. Um, I was thinking like mermaids, you know, was, manatees. Yeah, you know, go, sexy, girls sexy for single manatees. men. <laughs> uh, not that. Here not there being, be monsters. Not being assaulted with musical instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking flute pan. Yeah. Uh, so no, M Night Shyamalan. That's not it uh, at all. So so what happened is we moved inland and uh, we broke from the water people. We don't have their sphere of influence over us anymore. So that caused us to start fighting amongst ourselves, and war erupted. And now the world is shit. Because we don't have the water people near us. Even though I have been to both the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. They're covered with cities. Yep. And there isn't any girls for single men, no matter how far you walk out into the water. Are you quoting Primus? Yeah. (laughs) Twice now. And if you stand out there long enough, you just get cold and your balls get salt in them. There's five listeners going, Primus. Primus. (laughs) Girls for single men. Who the fuck is Primus? (laughs) So they send in young ones, the water people. They send in their young ones to try to reconnect with men uh, and women. Uh, and But they're eaten by angry badgers. <laughs> grass, I believe they're grass dogs. Grass dogs. But grass the, dogs. The drawing that he has with these stick people in the beginning, it definitely looks like a beaver. It is a beaver at the beginning. Yeah, it looks like a beaver and... With a really large mouth, because it can carry you off by your waist. Okay, so I want to postulate here. Sure. Beaver. Well, the ocean, the the water people lived next to man, and everything was good. What the fuck were these uh, uh, grass dogs doing during that time? Were they even around? They were licking their own business. They're, They're just hanging out, licking their own. They don't have a purpose. They don't. Until man moves inland. And they send in the young ones so they can be eaten by green dogs. Well, maybe because other civilizations had more than like, you know, pool cleaning tools. <laughs> they actually fought the grass dogs. They fought the pool boys? Well, No, it- the, the grass dogs didn't eat the water ladies because men had pointy sticks. They didn't need to eat the water ladies because the water ladies stayed in the water. It's not until the young ones go, or, or the... the emissaries of water people get sent out well do they start getting how the fuck are we talking to them before i can't hear shit underwater well you want to know what i know this is the worst way to select a new leader by having them be eaten by yeah if you can survive Mm -hmm. the green dog attacks uh uh, yeah then you could be the leader of water people world water world kevin costner's the leader of water world (laughs) is is this 
Is this how the Mormon religion works? No, they had magic rocks. It was way more. Way well, more they send out their their young to uh, do mission work uh, so for should, the benefit oh of mankind. Oh my God! So she's and then they come back and be be leaders of of the church. It's not just the Mormons; all the churches do that. So this is just a missionary. She's a missionary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she got sent to fucking Philly, and she's like Philly. This is I not wanted to go to Peru. Philadelphia. <laughs> they got good cream cheese, though. Yeah, sandwiches. Oh my god, Rocky. This movie just got even stupider for me. Yeah, Thanks she's... a lot for putting that one in my head. Yeah, she's a fucking missionary. Anyways, okay, so so I wonder how many times she looks at a dude and they just go, "No thanks," and they slam the door in her face and run away, <laughs> yeah. or they just well, hide behind the couch with with their, you know, they see the Mormons, they knock, or she comes to the door and she's like, "I am the water people." And they just hide behind the couch. And she can obviously see them because the drapes are open. And she saw that. She's like, I saw you in there. She open just, up. She, if nobody's home, she leaves the watchtower under a, uh, a, a the doormat. Mm. Mm. Jesus has come. Uh, well, I think one of the okay. winning strategies for the water people missionaries is that they send their women out without any pants. Yeah, that's a good call. And so if you're a single dude, you're like, ah, whatever you're selling, you're not... You're just, you're, not wearing any pants. So, hey. are they fucking mermaids? No, she's got legs. Well, Ariel had legs. Oh, oh and he definitely ripped that off. She was Ariel. stealing people stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, he ripped. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. You're welcome, Hans Christian Andersen, rolling over in your grave. Daryl Hannah had legs in Splash. Yeah, I, we don't see that she doesn't have mermaid business because we never see her underwater. Mm-hmm. Well, but we when never she see gets her in the, either. When she gets in the shower and stuff, she doesn't change. So I'm going to assume that she has legs all the time. Okay. All right. Daryl Hannah didn't change. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah she did. She got, she got, in, got the... in the bathtub. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Don't come in here. I'm naked. Oh, well, I'm coming in then. Oh, yeah. my God. You're a fish lady. Yep. He's like, Where why am I does... supposed to put my wiener? He's like, why does it smell like tuna of the sea in here? God, I love manatees. Hot, hot manatees. <laughs> hot manatees. All right. So modern times now. Yes. Paul Giamatti is a question mark. Superintendent. It says so on his shirt. He's a maintenance man. It says superintendent right on his shirt. Yeah, I know what it's saying he is. Um, anyway, he, he works for this apartment complex. His name is Cleveland Heap. Cleveland Heap. Tell us how you really feel, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> He's a heap of trash. He's a heap of human trash. Because apparently if it's not Pennsylvania, it's crap. <laughs> PA rules. <laughs> He's from Pennsylvania. You know the Browns aren't a good football team. Uh, he finds a bug in somebody's cupboard. This is this is his opening. Is it a, a bug or a rat or? It's a bug. They say it's a bug. A grass dog got into their apartment and had a litter in there. Oh no! In their cabinet, and grass, that one didn't make it out. Uh, grass dog puppies would have taken his eye. Yeah, yeah. So he stabs this bug with a broom repeatedly. Then leaves it there. And the people in the back are screaming in fear every time he stabs this bug with a broom. Yeah. Because of comedy. This is the asshole who thinks he's the Neo of filmmaking, and this is his comedy? Fuck you, yep. Buster. You failed the test. The hardest thing to do in film is be funny. Swing and a miss. It's, he's not even close. This sucks. It's bad. All uh, of the jokes in this are awful. I'm now. Here's what happens when I'm at the theater. I'm I'm a little like, what are people really? This doesn't seem right. But okay, I'll give it a shot. Then he starts out with this this fucking dumb ass joke, and I'm 
I'm starting to scoot towards the front of my seat. Like, uh, maybe I'll just, uh, the very next scene, I'm gone. You're out. I'm out of the theater. Uh, because somebody has been swimming in the pool. And at night. At night. The pool fucking closes at 7 p.m. Yes. At this fucking apartment complex. Does that seem right to you? <laughs> What's well, Pennsylvania? You can't swim past seven? Nope. <sighs> because Pennsylvania rules. I bet you can swim till 10 in Cleveland. Swim whenever you want in Cleveland. <laughs> you just get uh You leave the ladies conjunctivitis. <laughs> you leave the ladies in the Great Lakes alone though. <laughs> they are dirty. Uh yeah, so there's some pubes in the pool filter, I guess. That's that's his beef with this whole thing is like the pool boy shows up, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, there's shit in this filter, man. It's like pubes." I cleaned it yesterday. There was it's totally clean. Now one clump of hair. Yeah. Okay, somebody was in the fucking pool yeah, at any point pools, during the day. That's how fucking pools work, dude. It could have been at the bottom of the fucking pool. Yeah. Yeah, there could have been a grass dog in there or something. These guys are fucking, like, detectives of the pool. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened to this apartment complex since he's arrived. Now, since his arrival, let's back up. He used to be a doctor, but now he's a superintendent because someone killed his family. Yeah. He said he killed his family. No, he said he wasn't home when they killed his family. Okay. So maybe he... He feels like he killed his yeah, family. Yeah, it's his fault. What the fuck? You, your family dies and you go from being a doctor to a superintendent? of What's your... Oh, my family's dead. I can never be a doctor again. I should take a job as a superintendent. He's hiding. Philadelphia. He's hiding from what? People. Paychecks. Dogs. <laughs> Uh, his backstory sucks. Well, his house sucks worse. His house, you mean his cottage? His apartment yeah. complex cottage. Why doesn't he just live in one of the units? That's what apartment managers do. This is the only result you get from building this, mm. is the weird other side of the apartment complex. Yes. Which is a cottage where the superintendent lives, rather than one of the units. Next to the woods. Next to the woods. The Sherwood Forest of Philadelphia, as There's overgrowth. Where's the parking lot? They don't have one of those. That's right. They don't leave ever. Because this isn't a real apartment complex. No. And he thinks that we're too fucking stupid to notice that. Yeah. Eat shit, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, so he leads this new new tenant, this new guy in. Uh, his name, I don't really know, but he's a film critic. Yeah. Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Did you say film critic? Yep. I, I wonder where this is going. Now, we've seen the Deadpool. <laughs> Somebody's already done this. Somebody has already done what you're about to do, M. Night Shyamalan. His name was Clint Eastwood, and he's just as big as an asshole. He's Much better filmmaker. Four really good movies, yeah, though. Yeah. Actually, like six. Much, much done better. Six film. really good movies. He's done about 20 real bad, bad with Firefox is not good, yeah. but it's fun to watch. Deadpool also stinks. Deadpool sucks. <clears throat> So he meets all these neighbors, this this tight community of of apartment dwellers. They're they're like family. Everybody knows each other. Everybody hangs around with each other. They all have unique individual personalities because that's and, and motifs. That's how apartments work. This is this is Earth people. Earth people. Hmm, that's interesting because when I lived in an apartment, I avoided everybody else that lived there. Also, what I did, uh, Sam, you're currently an apartment dweller. Do you uh, 
I have one. This. I have a one. I have one good neighbor who listens to the podcast. Who listens to the podcast? Shout right? out to actually. Uh, that's not true. There's like three good neighbors, but uh, that's out of a lot of people that live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a one arm guy. Well, a one buff arm guy. This Reggie. does. Yeah, the guy that's li- only lifting on one side. Uh huh. This doesn't work. It's a scientific experiment for him. He's yeah. basically Dave Grohl in uh, Everlong. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Why? Uh, actually, if you ever have a serious injury, like a break or something, mm-hmm. when you go to rehab, they'll mm-hmm. tell you to lift with your other arm, okay. and it'll actually your body wants to stay symmetrical, mm-hmm. so it'll actually put muscle on the other side if you're lifting with one arm. So you won't have any of the coordination. The strength won't work the same, but the size will be about the same. Is that why when you get your leg bit off in a shark attack, it grows back? No. Oh, okay. Does not. We're grow not back. like geckos. Can't. Rip off a leg. It doesn't grow back the next day. In fact, if you have a situation, I knew someone, Mm -hmm. that where one arm or one leg is smaller and it seems atrophied, usually you have a very serious spinal injury and have to have surgery. I knew a gal in college that had different sized boobs. That's uh, That's pretty common. That's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. It was an entire cup size smaller. Well, that's extreme. Yeah. And to get special bra. That's not that uncommon either. Hmm. Uh, she a pirate? Arr. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I equated a different cup size to like an eye patch or something. Did you tell her to quit sleeping on that one side? Why are are my boobies weird? <laughs> <laughs> this titty needs to walk the plank. <laughs> what? That's, huh? He's having his own weird, like boob fantasy over there about <laughs> making a boob walk the plank and we're like uh, what i actually just had a vision of a pirate ship being run by only breasts <laughs> not even attached to bodies just boobs bouncing around a boat and singing songs and uh they did that it's called heavy metal 2000 oh yeah <laughs> there's also a booty joke in there we missed but uh anyways uh-huh. so there's one arm dude that's or one buff arm guy uh there's a stare out the door guy he's silent weird uh there's uh some chain smoking hippies uh pothead dudes yeah bro yep we're gonna we, take down the system through these guys we know that m night Shyamalan has never smoked the reefer right absolutely doesn't understand it one bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or met people in college ever uh there's who else we got we got uh crosswords puzzle guy and his kid who's a cereal box reader yeah Yeah. jeff wright yeah we got uh uh ex author who enjoys butterflies who enjoys butterflies landing on her she's cat lady cat lady yeah yeah she takes in animals so he's uh uh, it's just an excuse to introduce us to all these people who will be red herrings later. Sure. Uh, oh, well, but- you forgot about sassy rooster-haired uh, Asian lady. Oh, yeah, Bok Choi, because her last name is Choi. They never say her first name. Or it's, actually, it's like her first name they do say, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it's, it's uh, Shang Tzu. terrible. I'm pretty sure it's Shang Tzu. Is her first name. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name that did this, but when M. Night Shyamalan found her, he was like ecstatic. He was like, she's going to be perfect for this role. Awesome. Because so, he's racist? I guess. I guess. But uh, her agent immediately demanded a million dollars for the role. Nice. And uh, <laughs> Good work, buddy. Warner was like, fuck you. <laughs> we will find 10 more. 
of anybody and stick him in this role. And so she settled on a hundred grand. No, yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. So that night he sees somebody in the pool. He goes out there and, uh, he's like, you got to get out of here. It's not safe. You can't be in the pool. You can't be in there after 7 PM. And then he shows die. us why, the pool is dangerous after he seven. Goes in the pool and almost drowns. And then he gets out and slips and falls. And then falls back into the pool and pretty much drowns. And pretty much drowns. But he's saved. Uh how deep is this pool? Eight feet. You'd think? Yeah, on you, the deep end. You know, I've I've been to apartment complexes where they have pools. I've lived in several. They're usually about four feet deep. Some of them are six. Yeah, some of them are six. Uh, I think I think Paul Giamatti could just put his feet down. This seems like also a really small pool for such a large apartment. Yeah, absolutely. You, there's how many people live in this apartment complex? Two hundred. Two, two. I think it's more than that. Well, three hundred. I think it's almost probably a hundred units. I was thinking. Okay, fine. So then, three hundred people. Yeah, three hundred people, and at any given point in time, I bet you only about twenty people could fit in this pool. Oh, twenty in that pool. That's tight company oh they're standing on top of each other that's that's a real friendly visit to the pool you're (laughs) not gonna know know, yeah it's like i don't even know where that came from like you're just gonna be hands all over you and you can't accuse anybody is that a gun in your pocket or are you wearing swim trunks both (laughs) uh so so he wakes up in his apartment and uh there's a naked bryce dallas howard there She's got a, one of his shirts on, I guess. That's, that's the only thing she wears throughout the entire film is one of his shirts. Yep. No pants. She's sitting in a way that he's just pretty much staring right at her crotch. There's no way around it. It's like, hi, which religion are you with now? I'm in. <laughs> uh, Branch Davidian, I'm out. Yeah. Well, tell me more about it. <laughs> Now that you're not wearing pants. Take your time. And you're inside my house. <laughs> uh, he's like, you got to get out of here, lady, uh, because I'm old fashioned. This is this is wrong. <laughs> I have already seen enough of that right there. Hi. Uh, what is he implying here? You got to leave because I'm old fashioned that way. Well, he's her vagina is showing. So he can't see her vagina. He's he's trying to be a gentleman. Yeah. Which is. By doing what? Asking her to leave? That's gentlemanly? No, giving her some pants would be gentlemanly. That would be gentlemanly. But he says, you need to get out of here. I'm old-fashioned that way. Yeah. That is not gentlemanly, Jackie. That's saying that he can't be in the room with her because he's going to get a hard-on and potentially assault her. Well, I really don't think that that's where that was going. <laughs> it's where it ends up. Yeah. Because there's like a weird cut, and then all of a sudden she's laying on top of him, and you're like, oh, geez, Mr. Old Fashioned. Yeah, because then that, that's the next thing that they do is they snuggle. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. And then he says, like, what I'm going to do is get you some coffee, and I'll put you on one of the pool chairs, and then like, you can have the coffee when you wake up, and then fuck off or whatever. And then you go, you got to go home. I'll walk you home is what he says. You're going to sleep outside on a pool chair. Half naked. With no pants and a cup of coffee. And whenever you get to your, come to your wherewithal, I'll come outside and walk you home. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. uh, What do you think? Noon tomorrow? Good for you. Pantsless lady. Yeah. 
What an asshole. Uh, she's scared. She's like, I'm so frightened. I don't know how to do anything. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you what my story is because I'm just going to be weird and fucking vague as shit because if she tells you her story, well, then the movie's over because this entire movie is about figuring out what her story is. You suck, M. I Shyamalan. There's a good 12 minutes of story in this thing. <sighs> right. How long was it? One hour and 50 minutes. That seems a bit lengthy. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't leave me outside because the scrunts are out there, which are the green grass dogs. Rhyme it with something else. Cunts. No, I'm telling him to rhyme it with something else. Oh. When you make up words as a writer. What, like? You don't rhyme it with that. Like beaver? <laughs> beaver, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he could call them phoenuses, and it would be better than scrunts. Scoosies. <laughs> Scoosies. <laughs> Penis dogs. <laughs> I can't go back to the water. The penis dogs are after me. Oh, that sounds reasonable. Uh, yeah, they're scrunts. Uh, he's like, okay, whatever. Uh, he takes her out there, and they chase him back into his cottage. So now he's on board. He has met this pantsless woman. Questions her sexuality briefly, and then is all in because he saw a green dog chase him back into his, which doesn't even make sense because he can't even see the fucking green dogs later. You can't see. Did they... You can see him. I don't know. Yeah. So he's uh like, uh, what's what's going on here? What, what's this all about? I'll, I know. I'll go ask the... Asian neighbors, because they've got all the answers to everything that is mythological because they're Asian. Mm -hmm. uh, because at one point she says that she's a narf or something about narfs. Yeah. Narf, narf. She's a narf. Narf. They're, she's not a water person, which is what we're told they are at the beginning of the movie. Why didn't he just say, back in ancient times, the narfs live next to man. Because yeah. it's retarded. You don't call something a narf. A narf. It's, no. Unless you want to have a pet of uh, the Thundercats. That's that's snarf. Snarf, snarf. Snarf, snarf. So in other words, he ripped off the Thundercats too. You're a fuckhead. Actually, doesn't, when Pinky in the Brain, one of them says narf? I don't know. When, like, the plans are foiled? Yeah. Narf. Narf. Pinky says not that. Yeah. Narf. There you go. So... I'm going to start saying narf then when, uh, like, something bad happens and I don't know what to say. When a lady shows up and she's wet and not wearing any pants, she'll be like, narf! I'll be like, narf. Beaver. <laughs> narf beaver. Narf beaver. Thanks, I just had it stuffed. Uh, so he's like, so what's the story with these uh, narfs? And uh, sure shit, they know all about the narfs. It's an ancient Chinese secret, I guess. Huh. Huh. That's... It's a bedtime story. They used to tell their children about the narfs. And the narfs were chased by the scrunts when they came to the land. And there's rules that the scarfs, the scrunts can't break with the narfs. And the uh, the sky, there's like a fucking eagle that comes someday to take them away. And it's what freedom, the fuck? Because it's America. A fucking eagle. Wait, what? What the fuck are you talking about, M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> the narf scrunt. War Eagle. War Eagle. Go Auburn. 
I don't know. Uh, okay. But there's there's whatever um, tree dicks too. Tree dicks. What are the other guys called? Tortudics. Tortudics. There we go. Which is also very similar to tortuga. Tortuga. Pirates. They're turtles. Hmm. Tortuga is Spanish That's for right. turtle. Yes. That's correct. Uh, and everybody in this movie has a special porpoise. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, was, that was awful. That's how you do comedy, am I, Shovel? <laughs> yep. Take some notes, bitch. <laughs> you called him a bitch. You've called him much worse. I called him an asshole. Uh, you, uh... you called him a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, so they're like, so she's here, the narf, this hypothetical narf, if if a narf actually ever existed. Cause- hypothetical narfs. <laughs> Excuse me, are you a hypothetical narf? <laughs> If you answer, I guess you're a real one. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm a rhetorical narf. <laughs> the hypotheticals live on the West Coast. Oh. Uh, so the, the Asian lady, the bok choy, is like... Uh... <laughs> you called him Shyamalan racist two minutes ago, and now you're calling this lady bok choy. Because her last name is Choi. I know, but yeah. And I think at some point, the what? mom is called Bok. I gotta know I what her name think is. She's Bok Because <laughs> I think he's racist. Anyways, uh, she's like, well, if an ARF ever were to arrive at, say, an apartment complex uh, out, out of the pool, uh, they would be here to meet a writer. Okay. What? Uh, right. So he's got to go find out who this uh, writer is so that, that, that she could go home after that. Once she meets. This writer, yeah, uh, and and so he's like, well, the first person I could think of is uh, that that film critic guy. I'll go talk to him, and he's like, yeah, I haven't written anything lately. Uh, okay, how do you how do you be a film critic and not write anything lately? It's my understanding that unless you're uh, uh, Roger Ebert or Gene Siskel. Uh, there's not a lot of money in being a film critic. You have to be syndicated, like Gene Shalit or something. Like you'd write it. You have to write a column every week. Every fucking week. I think before you're doing, if you have a syndication column, that's all you have to do is one movie a week. That's great. You've you've hit the big time. Otherwise, what do you think? Five movies a fucking week. Five fucking movies a week. Now I know a little thing about being a film critic, and uh, that it doesn't pay fucking dick. Dick. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us so on Patreon. <laughs> you guys are not dicks. Uh, the rest of you guys are also not dicks. Uh, it's optional if you would like to support us. But uh, so you're an optional dick, is what he's trying uh, to say. You're an optional dick, uh, and and it would be nice if you paid us some dick. Mm. Wait, no, you want what? Some dick? No, like ten ten dollars in dick. No, now we just sound like a podcast that's behind a dumpster at the tacos, tacos, tacos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> you can't be back here giving blowjobs for $10 and tacos, tacos, tacos. <laughs> you five. got church 20. <laughs> yeah, he was charging less than the, the taco, the triple taco combo, I think. Something like that. Oh, Reno 911 was such a great show. All right, so she's so he's like, uh, or, so you're not writing very much lately, so it can't be you. Okay. Uh, I don't know where to go find one. 
he meets M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, in the he, hallway. he scours the whole apartment complex until he runs across Jesus. Shyamalama Ding Dong, who like, is a writer. Oh. He's written a book, The Cookbook. It's just like about my ideas about like the world and like leaders. And society stuff. And society stuff. What amazing ideas. I'm hacking into government systems. They're important secrets. <laughs> secrets. I got to get this work done. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that's neat. Um, can you come meet this mermaid person named Story uh, in my bathroom? She doesn't wear pants. He's like, yeah, I'm, d- I'm, I'm down, down with pantsless, with, with pantsless ladies. Uh, is she is she hot? Well, she's Bryce Dallas Howard. I've, I've heard she's attractive. Yeah. She's kind of weird looking in this movie, but uh, uh, either way, it's free beef. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's not a buy one get one at Albertsons, dude. <laughs> free beef week. <laughs> free beef week. Now, when you pay, pay, when you purchase a fifty town. Oh fuck! You know what? I, oh, I got it. Hey, Shyamalan, why don't you try again? <laughs> you, know, you know what I? I, 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 <laughs> I hated that. That drove me crazy. Yeah, we never even mentioned that Paul Giamatti's character has the worst stutter. He doesn't really stutter. It's it. It would actually be good if he like said I have Tourette's or something because it does seem like a weird tick, but it's not. I mean, it didn't work as stuttering. I don't think. Right. It's more like Dom DeLuise laughter. Right. Yeah. That's how he starts his sentences. It sucks. Mm. Okay. Now you want to try your joke again? <laughs> or is it gone? I still have my free beef week joke. Free beef! <laughs> you know what I say during free beef week? What? Or free beaver week? Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> Mine was if you buy a 50 pound turkey for Thanksgiving, you too can get a free slice of beef. Slice of beef? One full lip. Oh, that's a lip, gross. A lip slip. Oh, no. That's horrible, Jackie. Yep. <laughs> Disemboweled human parts. Free loose genitalia. Yeah. Parts. Get your genitalia here. <laughs> it's next to the fava beans. Okay, so he comes over and he meets Story, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's a pantsless lady right there." He like gets a tingly feeling, which usually happens when there's a hot lady not wearing mm-hmm. pants in front of you. Yeah. Well, he tries to go back to his apartment and yank it, but then you know, he's like, "I'm tired. This has made me tired. I need to go lay down." Nothing transpires between these two on camera. No. They just stare at each other, and she's like, "Hey," and he's like, "Huh?" Hey. I'm tired. Okay, well, why don't you take it easy, says Paul Giamatti. All right, man. Okay. Keep on keeping on, brah. So I guess she's ready. She's done. She's she's accomplished her mission in life. Her missionary position. Um, oh. That's what she said. I just totally turned into the office guy right there. Mm-hmm. For the sake of comedy. I'm, a, I'm good at comedy. Well, it's time <laughs> for the tuna boat to leave town on... Eagle wings. Huh. Yes, that is that one way sure of putting it. is right. <laughs> you ever seen a hawk, like, swoop down and get a fish? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fucking awesome. It is It is nature's most majestic spectacle. Murder. Murder. Yeah, murder. <laughs> but that's pretty much what's going to happen here. She's a, a mer person, mm-hmm. and the eagle's going to come down and get it. 
that is interesting that you phrase it that way, Jackie. Gonna She's eat. a fish lady. Fish lady. Who gets swooped down by a giant eagle. That's one of my questions and for the end, don't actually. Know. Okay, let, all right. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, hmm. See, this is why we do this podcast, Jackie, for the benefit of mankind, for figuring out M. Night Shyamalan's dipshittery. I just want to be an asshole to M. Night Shyamalan. If I saw him at, like, a Target, mm-hmm. I'd probably trip him so he'd hit his eye on one of those metal stands. But then he would have a vision for a new film. It would be like like that sequence, like when you get bonked and you're like, <gasps> revelation, and then we'd ha- be subjected to more of his films. Yeah. Plus, it was you, so you'd like try to attack him, but disaster would befall you, and you'd like trip over something, and like land in a family, and then he would make a movie called Lady at the Snack Bar. <laughs> Does she get any food from the snack bar? No, I mean- you just land in a family. Well, she needs to buy that turkey, and then she can have some beef. <laughs> What? <laughs> Fresh slashed beef. Yeah. Roast beef. Curtains. Would you like it um, shredded for? Shredded beaver? <laughs> for tacos, or would you like it covered for just, sandwiches? That's now gone into a realm of grotesque. <laughs> is this thickness okay? <laughs> this person is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say half a pound? <laughs> How would you, I don't want it. How thin do you like your roast beef curtains? Right. You know, if you, the roast beef curtains are on sale right now, too. Come are. take a peek. Oh. I can't breathe. It's yucky. Nice, nice Paul Giamatti stutter impression right yeah. there. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm ready to move on. All right, so it's time for you to leave, Bryce Dallas Howard. Nice to know you. Let's mm-hmm. take you out to the pool, and then you get in, and it'll all be good. And she's like, well, you can't watch. Why the fuck can't he watch? Because she's not wearing pants. <laughs> He's seen her beaver. That's Those are, you know, on the couch, she's just like, here's a little show. <laughs> But when she's standing up, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. So I would think uh, you laying on the couch with your legs open would show more beef yeah, than well, maybe walking into a pool. doesn't want him to look at her butt. Oh, the butt is sacred yeah. in missionaries. Well. Position. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's two times. Um, okay, so he's like, fine, whatever. I'll go do trash duty. And he's picking up the trash on on the apartments, and uh, he sees her run back into his uh, cottage, which doesn't line up because he's up a stairwell, and she runs into the She runs into the stairwell. Right, but he lives in a cottage that is not connected to anything. He just is doing work late at night for no reason. No, I get why he's doing the work. Her Where she's running to doesn't work. She runs from the pool into his cottage that is not anywhere near any stairwells. No, she just runs into the stairwell at the apartment complex. Yeah, because she knows he's over there doing trash. Then, into his apartment. No, because no. they go into M. Night Shyamalan's apartment after that because he can't make it back to that pool house. So she's in M. Night Shyamalan's bathroom for the next like half of the movie. Oh, I thought that was later. Okay. Well, she's got scratched up on her legs yes. because she got scrunted a little. Gentle scrunting. Gentle scrunting. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, wow, that really sucks for you. And then the scrunt, like, busts its head through the wall. 
and tries to bite her. It just he... is this like disembodied scrunt head that comes from nowhere and then disappears. It, it makes busts through none... a concrete wall. It... No, it's, there was a pane of glass there in the door. <sighs> there was a pane of it busted through glass. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, Jackie, because all you can see is its head sticking through a hole. If it busts through glass, then there would be glass shattered everywhere and the whole fucking thing could come in. But it still doesn't make any goddamn sense because later it gets inhibited by a fucking wood door. It can't open doors. It can't bust through doors. No. But it can bust through e- either it's a giant dog. windows or concrete walls. It's the, a, it wasn't a giant window. There was... <clears throat> It was a small window, maybe one and a half. It's at ground level. Yeah. Because she said, no, it doesn't work, Jackie. It busts through a wall. It, but it can't go through doors. Fuck this stupid, stupid shit. Anyways, uh, so they run away, and it can't go through the hole that it created to chase them up the fucking well, stairs. Well, I don't think I ever see the Strunt use stairs, so I think they're not good at stairs. Then why don't they just hang out upstairs? We're on the second floor. They do fucker. for the next like fifty minutes. Yeah, they can't get us. They can't just throw like spoons at it and stuff. Yeah, pennies. Yeah, fuck you. There's pennies from heaven, fucker. <laughs> Taunt that scrunt. How about I have to come down there for any reason? <laughs> Try not to eat the postman. Yeah. <laughs> so he asked the the Choi family. What happens when a narf gets scratched? So uh, that hypothetical narf, yeah. uh, to say it hypothetically gets scratched, what would that hypothetically mean? Yeah. Well, it would hypothetically mean that uh, you would need to dive down into the pool through a cave that exists at the bottom of the filter grate and into her aerial uh, uh, museum of collected belongings of humans and find some mud to cure her magic mud that has a special name that i've already forgotten yeah because you can't fucking understand anything so well they just say the lady just says it's magic mud we don't know about the magic world under the pool until he goes down there and gets a rock not mud right it looks like an asteroid or something uh did she build this cave or did this cave exist and they put a pool on top of it i'm gonna say that cave existed and they put a pool on top of it and if the you go through the grate how does the filter work there isn't any physics it's a magical world under the pool it's a magical world the i my problem is is that he comes back out of it and he won this uh, Cleveland heap can hold his breath for 15 minutes or and something like that. suddenly is a very strong swimmer. Very strong swimmer. Uh, and then gets a rock, not mud, mm-hmm. comes back out, heals with it, and then they have a conversation. Oh, I went down into the magic world under the pool and got the magic rock. Everything's fine. And nobody goes, wait, there's a magical world under the pool? This whole time? Or like just recently since this pool lady showed up? I think it's. it seems old. It seems like it's been. It seems like a whole other world under the pool that we're now going to ignore because it's not really a big deal. Under the pool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Down where it's wetter, where we keep sweaters. 
Naturally. Akuna Matata. Dogs will be meaner if you show them they're a beaver. Something Cleveland. Cleveland Steamers. Cleveland Steamers. We could write a whole new song for this movie. So, Troy stops by. She's like, hey, I got more information. I just keep coming by with all this new stuff about the story to slowly reveal to the audience because you can't do it all at once or whatever. She's like, uh, there's these Tortuga dick guys. They're like gorillas. And that's the only thing that uh, the uh, green dogs fear. Uh, just want you to know about that. Also, there's one special narf within every narf society, and that's called the Madam Narf. Madam Narf. Uh, they, they, she's like a queen. She like gets be super awesome one day. Um, and then she's gonna commit Harry Carey. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm sorry. What? Madam Butterfly. That's. I Wait. thought she just showed him his wiener. Yeah. Very unrelated. Then no one actually does seppuku. Yeah. Anyway, continue. What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. Harry Carey. Cubs win. Cubs win. <laughs> Hi. <coughs> so because she, this hypothetical narf, the madam narf, if it exists, uh, that means that the scrunts can break the rules, which well, I guess they play by the grunt, rules. The scrunt is willing to, to sacrifice its own life to break the rules to kill a madam narf. What are the rules? You're not supposed to kill the narfs when they're going back into the pool. Why would the scrunts give a fuck? Who they, made these rules and who enforces these rules? The rules are enforced by the the tree dick people. So Tortuga. The only way to get the Tortuga dicks. What are they called? A really Tortuga dick. No, it's like tor tortellini. Torta tor to tortu dick. Okay, tortu dick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they make the rules. Based off of uh, Tor Johnson and his infamous two dicks that he had. Uh, Tor Johnson. Uh, Tor Johnson. I'm going to need to look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of joke. One that requires extra reading. Uh, fascinating character, that Tor Johnson. He's no Tor Go, but... Uh... So, yeah, whatever. They break the rules. They seem like bad dogs. Bad dogs. <laughs> so I don't really think that they give a fuck, really, about these rules. But because the madam is there, that's what's going on. This scrunt is breaking all the goddamn fucking rules. It's a loose cannon scrunt. Yes. Not to mention, it's a solo scrunt. Is there only one scrunt yeah, ever? Yeah, too expensive. When right, you spend, right. When you build a whole... Apartment for a movie, special effects get kind of minimalized. Hey, I'm a scrunt. I can suddenly break all the rules. That means that there's a Madam Narf nearby. Wouldn't you be like, oh, snarf, 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 snarf. And then like a bunch of scrunts show up and like just eat everybody in this apartment complex. Well, that. I mean, why not? So, Shyamalan stops by. He's like, uh, feel good? 
feel great. I talked to that uh, weird pantsless lady. Uh, she made me feel tingly in my privates. Yeah. And that's cool with me. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll tell you your future. Uh, one day you're going to write this. Or you're you're going to somebody's going to read your book and be influenced so much by it that they will one day lead the world. And also, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to fucking die. Uh, as a martyr. As a martyr. For your ideals. For your, somebody will kill because you. Because you are the greatest ideologian. Ideologian, yes. What an asshole. Paul Giamatti gets some more details. He finds out that there's, uh, in this whole equation, there's some hum- humans with superpowers. Uh, there's a, a guardian, and he thinks he's the guardian. Yeah. Uh, there's a symbolist that's also like a translator. There's a guild who use their hands. The guild of hands. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because that doesn't seem creepy. World of Warcraftian. That's I what I'm thinking. lost some serious coin to the guild of hands one weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. I had to reboot my character. Uh, and then a healer as well. Yeah. Which she believes is the cat lady. Cat lady. Because the butterfly landed on her. Mm-hmm. That's the butterflies flock to the healer. So he brings them all. He, he gets uh, the symbolist is the is the uh, the crosswords guy, and the uh, guild is the hippies because they're the only group in this movie up to this point. Yikes! So he brings them all to the shower where she's hanging out with no clothes on. Uh-huh. They're like, "Hey, there's a mermaid in there." And it's weird because the way that they shot this, they're peeking around three separate shower curtains. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Neat. There's they don't really have any beef. other reason. They're like, I would ordinarily. That's a nice beaver. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. I guess that she must be a narf. I'll buy it. That's premium beef. Yeah. That is not free with your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it was free with this turkey. What? <laughs> A film. Uh, nobody questions. This. No, everybody's in from the get go. So, so guys, I've, I'm glad we're all here together. Uh, feel free to enjoy the Beaver Show in front of you, but yeah. I've got some explaining to do here. Uh, she's an arf, and there's a grass dog outside that's trying to eat her. We're just trying to get her back in the pool. Uh, you guys have superpowers now. I bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, so, you in? Yeah. Why question Why not, any of that? Dude. Yep. I wasn't doing anything else. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, symbolist uh, uses the crosswords to translate some tips, like how to do this. The guild's job, he says, is to start a party because that's how you start a party is with your hands. If you have hand superpowers, yeah. the guild of hands the... is only good at starting parties because of hands. Hands. High fives, right? Yeah, right. Parties. Bro. Yep. That's what happens at parties. Pizza's High five. here. High five. Who's paying? Got another keg? Yeah, you need your hands to throw a party. Yeah. Can't do anything else with your Can't hands. Can't throw anything without your hands. Right. <laughs> well, what about those people that have the feet? You can kickstart the, the feet where they can throw stuff too. Yeah, you can kickstart a party. That's the guild of feet. They come in and kick you in the balls. Kickstart my heart. Stomp your ass. Yep. The guild of feet were here. These scrunts wouldn't be a real problem. So if they throw a party, they're going to distract the scrunt, and then she can just this is a gently plan. get into the pool. Like, oh, there's a party, and I'm a scrunt. I don't fucking care now. I'm distracted by the party. I'm a grass monster who only 
has one purpose. Eating the children of narfs. Narfs that break the rules, but I'll break the rule to eat this narf. Right. Who only needs to get into the pool. It needs to get into the pool. But she's a slow walker. If she gets into the pool and a giant eagle's going to show up and take her out of the pool. But... Okay, so... Either way, this scrunt needs to narf on some narf. Snarf, narf. Snarf, snarf. Uh, and only a party will distract it. Well, they're thinking a party will distract it because they're all fucking idiots. Yeah, they're all fucking idiots. Okay. Uh, so he's like, Paul Giamatti's like, I'm the fucking guardian. I'm going to go have a confrontation with this scrunt, even though we've got a plan to get around it. But for some reason, I, I need to have a showdown right now. Okay, well, what you're going to need is a mirror. And you're going to have to look at it yeah. backwards. Just like something called fucking Perseus and the Medusa. Sort of. That's it. This is exactly the well, same thing. Well, he can look at it at a certain point, whereas you can never look at Medusa. Yeah, but he has to. He can't see it unless he looks into a mirror backwards, just like fucking shiny shield. Yeah. This, this guy who uh-huh. says that film critics are assholes because they say that all there's no originality anymore. This is the guy who's coming up with originality by just ripping off Clash of the Titans. Yes, I know it's not from Clash of the Titans, but come on. Yeah. What an asshole. Either way, if I'm Paul Giamatti, I'm like, all right, so don't tell me what to do until I'm at the point where I'm already doing it. Right. Don't let's not have a plan up front. Look into its eyes. Yeah. Say these magic words. I think the movie would be a lot different if I was the superintendent. Mm. The Nike chick shows up. You would quit and move? Oh, no. Yeah, well, I would want one of the units. You know what I would have done at the very beginning? I would have called the fucking police. Oh, no. I'm when like, she showed up naked in there, I was like, okay, if she's on drugs, I'll get rid of her. Otherwise, she can stay. It's Bryce Dallas Howard. She's hot. <laughs> but either way, during this part, I'm like, Okay, give me the rundown on what's going to happen here. And she'll be like, okay, you get a mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll see you with a mirror. Right. Check, grab a mirror. I'm grabbing some other things. And uh, she's like, like okay, go ahead. And, yeah. So, okay, and then when you get to see it, then you're going to say some magic words. Okay, you can tell the magic words over the walkie-talkie. That's fine. And then you'll be able to hypnotize it with your eyes. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Let's try that out. And then she's like, okay, do you see it? Yep, I see it. Okay, now say the magic words. All right, I said the magic words. Okay, now you're going to be able to hypnotize. <laughs> Are you hypnotizing it? No, I fucking took its head off no, with a it's, shotgun. it's an X scrunt. This scrunt is not happy. Are they good to eat? You know, I've never tried them. A little now, gamey. Probably gamey. Yeah, yeah. You are what you eat. Pralines and dick. So it doesn't work. Dick. This whole fucking plan doesn't work. He's not the guardian. He's not the guy. He didn't bring even a stick to whack it with if things went south. What was going to happen here? Um, He didn't have a plan. He was getting told the plan while he was in the middle of doing it. Right. And we never find out what that plan was. Okay. Uh, if, it, if he can stare it in the eyes, then it'll be hypnotized. He's like, fuck off for 10 minutes. He would be in a staring contest that lasts forever. Right. Okay. If that's things would have gone right, right. that would have yeah. been a bad deal. And then I guess she could have ran into the pool, and then he would be stuck there until he died. So he can't control it. The thing tries to attack him. He eats shit, and the film critic guy is Shows standing up. behind him, and he's like, what are you doing down there? 
because the film critic guy scares off the scrunt. The suddenly? scrunt can't be seen by normal people until later or when the same person sees the scrunt and it fucking eats him. Right. And pe- many people see that. Th- oh, Jesus. You broke your own fucking rules all over the place, buddy. All right. So, so it's party time now. It's time for plan A. Party. Party. Uh, a party. Why isn't the band playing? Yeah, they bring her out, stick her next to the pool. They're saying like, oh, well, it's going to be it's gonna be so great for you when you go back to the pool and the eagle pulls you away and takes you someplace else. Uh, we're just going to get this party going. Operation team, go. They've got like code signals and walkie-talkies and all sorts of dumb shit. Like they're the fucking kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, but there's no music playing. Why isn't the band playing? Are you repeating his line or are you actually asking? Why isn't the band playing? I could be doing both. Yeah. The uh, band isn't playing. Why isn't the band playing? What happens when the band plays? The scrunt goes, sweet jams, yeah. bro. That's seriously what is implied. Like, I will fucking be distracted by this shitty Toadies band. Maybe it has a uh, Alice in Wonderland Disney ending where it dances like... Uh, John Depp. <laughs> no. So what it's for is that it will become confused with a crowd of people, but they need the crowd of people not to watch her get taken away. So the band is to make everybody else look towards the band. Oh, while the she pe- gets in the water and the eel comes, picks her up so that nobody else sees it. Because we don't want to know about the narfs. Because we're not allowed to watch unless we're part of the guild, the guardian, the healer, or whatever. Why? Because, because fairy tales. Okay. Good answer. All right. Well, that's better than I did, Jackie. Uh, but it doesn't work. There's no music. Everybody. It doesn't matter, Jackie, because she just gets scrunted. She just gets pulled away anyways. Everybody's like, where's the music? Push her in the fucking pool. Just push her in the goddamn pool. She's right fucking there. Nobody's paying attention to this pantsless woman during this scene. Mm-hmm. She's like, got a trench coat on. Well, she doesn't have pants on. There, there were reasons to cover that thing up, apparently. Yeah, push her in the goddamn pool. But she gets eaten and dragged away. And Paul Giamatti's like, I'll save, save you. you. And then the snar, wait, the scrunt uh-huh. that almost killed him. And only purpose and mission in life is to kill her mm-hmm. stops for no reason skitters away in fear because the, the guy, not guardian is there the guy that it one could easily kill shows up yeah so let me give you in a little secret dogs do not let go of their food and especially wild dogs what about grass dogs uh apparently they're fucking chicken shit yeah right exactly yeah. they're not willing to feet to fight for the beef curtains so now she's so now she's all cut up, brings her in. The group's like, oh, man, we totally got our roles wrong. If you're not the guardian, then I'm not the symbolist, and these guys aren't the guild, bro. Uh, this is what is spoken right here. I don't know any of this stuff. I never felt good about any of this stuff, so I'm not the symbolist. What arrogant narcissist would think he knows people? Pan to film critic yep he calls the film critic yes an arrogant narcissist when he casts himself in his goddamn movie as the savior of mankind yes 
And then he kills the film critic with a dog that he's not supposed to be able to see. And he makes the film critic a total. He's not even very good at being a butthole. Like, I didn't even realize the film critic was a bad guy until he gets sort of eaten. And it's like, he's sort of stuffy, but really, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Right. And except for the fact that he hates M. Night Shyamalan movies and speaks out loud about it. Yeah, so he deserves to be eaten by a grass dog. Because he's an arrogant narcissist. Yes. Who am I talking about? I don't know. You can infer that, dear listener. What a fucking asshole. Well, what, could you, could you, what, what's M. Night Shyamalan against him? Well, I mean, in terms of like learning comedy, he's kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it turns out that the symbolist is actually the crosswords guy, Kid, who can who reads cereal boxes. Cereal bo- This is, with the crossword puzzle, he was sort of going through the motions, uh, and like there's some sort of mythic code that's out there. He, they're not even like the backs of cereal boxes. This kid's just staring at fucking cereal boxes, speaking the fucking magic words, and you're like, what? I so- have something to declare. Kid tested, mother approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are good for your heart. Um, this one's got a lot of brand. There's a B on that box. <laughs> yeah. What What do you see, Timmy? I see more. I see, I see that we have too much fucking cereal in our house. <laughs> there's like 12 boxes there's of cereal. So cereal. I know. Like, there's only one kid that lives there. He loves he So loves is that, that all the dad feeds him? It's like, okay, top shelf is mm-hmm. for lunch and dinner. Which is tricks and Cheerios. Yeah. And then bottom shelf is Captain Crunch and... King Vitamin. Yeah. <laughs> King Vitamin? <laughs> yeah. Yummy. That's what I ate when I was a kid. I loved King Vitamin. What the hell is King Vitamin? It was, it, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 I think it was like a generic version of something, but it was it was like corn pop, sort of, but delicious. And there was a king on the cover. Or on the box, and he was very friendly king. And then on the back, <laughs> <laughs> and then on the back, like you, depending on what box you got, you could cut off this mask on the back. You could be like the jester or the knight, and it was all king theme. It was awesome. King huh. vitamin. If anybody out there remembers King vitamin, sup? You got grape nuts. Ew. They stay in your teeth until like two thirty. Yeah, they're concrete. Yeah. I got cookie crisp. Yeah, you were spoiled. Anyway, so uh, kids like, yeah, I'm the actual interpreter. Here you go. Uh, you need a group of seven sisters. Uh, get them together. They're the actual guild. Also, we never showed you that they existed in this film, so that you could obviously see this red herring coming. We'll, we'll I'll try to trick you, M Night Shyamalan, into thinking thought, that the fucking hippie hippies are the guild. I thought the guild was the chicks from the beginning because he showed he showed them to me so many times. What chicks from the beginning? They're in the first shot. Yeah, they're the daughters that they, are that are scared of the thing, and then they, we see them again. Okay, so the you pool. see them, the but pool. you're not introduced to them. Yeah, and but what they are. You're shown these people for no apparent reason. Yeah, for long periods of screen time, twice. Right. So they have to be somebody. Yeah. All right. Uh, turns out Paul Giamatti's the healer. Yeah. Uh, so he sticks his hands on her and uh, says some stuff about his family. Oh, I'm sorry that you're dead. And then I quit my job as a doctor where I could have actually helped people to come to be a superintendent and, and fucking fish pubes out of the pool. Uh, but go ahead and heal this woman by the power of man. Yeah. By the power of fish people. 
fish people. I he from... at one point says the power of dead children compels you. That his what? children's faces remind him of God. Yeah. I don't think you can say that, man. Ugh. I think it's super tacky. It's super fucking tacky and a little blasphemous. And it's very, you know, like your own genes are pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's all fixed up. And uh, it's try time number two time. And the scrunt is locked inside the hallway. It's stuck inside from eating the film critic who's not supposed to be able to interact with it by the rules of this movie. Correct. And it can't get out, but then it slowly does. It starts scratching the door like a dog that wants outside. Like it's going to pee next to the door if it doesn't get let out. Yeah. It's the most horrific creature ever, and it can't just jump through the... It's a glass door. Uh, yeah. So it just scratches it. So it, It's the it, same kind of door that that it jumped through. No. That wasn't the door. It was. A, it was too. Wall. It was a glass. Okay, never mind. It was. It didn't jump through it. And then it busts the door out mm-hmm. as if the door could open backwards. Yeah. Right. Then the door opens uh, the wrong way. Commercial doors right. always open inside. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's out, and it's I'm coming right for you, Narf Narf. And then Reggie's like the one arm buff guy from the Everlong video comes out and he's like, Hey, fuck you. He doesn't even do that thing. Like they realize that they're in a stalemate in the encounter. And he's like, he's not attacking. Why? And he just looks back and Reggie's just watching this eating chips, right? He's got a plate (laughs) of chips and he's just like, that grass dog is pretty big. Uh, there's a lady with no pants and a grass dog. All right. Meanwhile, all of this is happening in quarter speed slow motion because this is uh, high drama, climactic. Yeah, excitement to the max. Uh, well, interestingly enough, an eagle fucking flies in. Yeah. Uh, and then some Groots jump out of the trees. These they, are the Tartudics? The Tartudics appear to be half Groot, half Ent. They're in the half gorilla. Mon- they're gorillas. They're yeah. apes. They're, gra- they're tree apes. Tree apes. And these tree apes give this grass dog a very light beating. Uh, it doesn't like it, though. No. And then they drag it into the fucking woods? I guess. And that's the last you see of it? Of any of it? And everybody's like, I guess we're all set here. Enjoy your trip fish lady yeah and the eagle picks her up and flies her off the end yeah that's it that's all you get i think i would have been had i been the maintenance guy it would have been a different plan for me for the end with the grass dog Mm -hmm. we don't have to do a party we don't have to do the whole thing uh like okay on on my count i'll just say go you run for the pool well, what about the scrunt? And I would show up on a John Deere riding lawnmower and run the fucker and over. run the fucker over. <laughs> right. and the dog grass dog would be like John Deere, <laughs> like it's a commercial, right? <laughs> oh no! And then <laughs> and a bunch of little unhappy grass dogs shoot out the back and like, oh no, our plan's ruined. Buy more John Deere riding lawnmowers. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because that was my question. <laughs> what does happen when the lawnmower man comes and that grass dog is just hanging out? Right. Yeah. Or they and the sprinklers are running all the time in this movie too. So that is apparently from one of the things that uh, is said in the children's book is that the 
narfs cause the sprinklers to turn on. Because they have water pressure? Yeah. Under pressure. It would be fine. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. If the sprinkler system flat. had been blown out already and they're empty and suddenly they're filled with water in the presence of a water person. But what that is saying to me, Sam, is that this water person causes water to run away from them. Or switches on... They fuck with the switches on your on your, on your <laughs> Just landscaping <the> equipment. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. No. That's not magical. Uh uh-uh. uh Fuck off. All uh, right, Jackie, you want to ask your questions first at all? Okay, so I've only got one more now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, where were these fucking tree people at the whole time? If they're supposed to be part of this story, and they're supposed to be guarding, they're the goalkeepers of the rules or whatever. What, what the fuck were they doing the whole time? They're hanging out in the trees. Well, waiting for those the, trees. They were waiting for the slow motion. Oh, so they could jump down and you'd be like, Whoa. this is in slow motion. The music's telling me that this is the climax of the film. But what I'm seeing right now is extremely boring. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like this is terrible anticlimax. Uh yeah, they have no th- do something earlier, stupids, tortu dicks. Yeah, just hanging out, or you got to commute, or what? what, what the, yeah. the flying monkeys were busy, and so you had to get your own ride into this area. Yeah, right. Or you thought it was going to be the pool at the other apartment complex, and you got lost on your way. Mm-hmm. I got a pretty big one. Sure. Why is she there? To tell Jesus what to do. And fortunately, that's not true. To make Jesus realize to do what... Because he's just amused. She doesn't actually do anything. She tells him to quit smoking pot and write that fucking book. He has written the book. Yeah. The book is complete. She meets him. They stare at each other. He gets funny feelings in his pants. I thought he finished it, though. And then she tells him his future that he will die. She tells him his future is the only thing that she does to him that affects him in any way the book is written no it's not he wrote it a little bit after she met her oh oh like so the he added two it. pages or something he, no God, he was like off. and government greed period so she does nothing she why she doesn't do anything she gives a free beaver show to like half the conference right yeah she doesn't muse anything she makes paul giamatti feel bad a lot yeah she Dredges up some old ghosts, you know, some hidden pain. And and his character never fucking has a, a, a transformation. He goes on no journey. It's supposed At the end to of this, be. Yeah, well, so he's like feels good about his family's death now no, because he talked about them one time. He no, re- he still feels like shit. And he's still fucking superintendent. Yeah, but at least he realizes that he can be a doctor again. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't even do that. He doesn't do anything. No, he just stares up at the sky and thinks, hmm. But fucking bird took that lady, which we should. Now that's my question. question. <laughs> Does that eagle eat her? That eagle eats her because she's a fish. It doesn't take her where she's yeah. from. The fucking magic thing under the pool. She just needs to go back there. I don't think she is. I think she's from the ocean. And like she took a bus to to fucking Philly, and then found this pool. Like oh, I've got my muse sense that I'm not going to use. So she built a fort underneath. So it? she. No, found a fort. It just was there, and she's like, cool. 
Good, there's a fort here where the filtration system should be. Otherwise, you just like chill out of the pool all day. You know, like when you put your arms up on the railing and like cool, sitting poolside, cool guy. You know, that's mm. what she would do. There Listen wasn't to the toadies. House. Yeah, right. I come from the water. <laughs> it's like her favorite song. She just repeats it. Primus yeah. and toadies in the same episode. Yeah, yeah no, it Chips. fucking eats her. Yeah, it, it eats, eats her. that fish person. Yep. Ah, now this is what I think is the big question. Okay. Does this mean anything? That M shit M shithead Lama Lam. If we no, is, let's just think of it as a fairy tale that has a a moral or story in it. Yeah. What we would be saying for. is that mankind is useless without the narfs. That we cannot be better than what we are. We need fish Watery people tarts. to do it. Who then get eaten by eagles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the circle of love. There's no other way to take it. That we require these muses as what he's trying sure. to say shittily, except for the fucking work was finished, uh, to come and tell us our future. Because my other question is, what do narfs do? Not just her, not just Bryce Dallas Howard's narf character. What do the rest of them do? What did they do in the past when they were so awesome I, to our, our life? Because it seems like the only thing she does is not wear pants and tell people their future. Yeah. I kind of thought that the original, the origin of water nymphs was that they drug you down to the bottom and drowned you. These aren't water nymphs, Jackie. I thought These that's are what his they said. She creation. said they're like a water nymph in the movie. Well, because they live in the water. They're narfs. They're narfs, man. <laughs> We're the narfs, nana. We're the narfs, nana. They don't believe in anything. <laughs> nihilistic. Yeah. yeah. Nihilistic narfs. Hypothetical, nihilistic, <laughs> narfs. rhetorical narfs. <laughs> uh, so, is this worse than Winter's Tale? Because yes. that's the other other uh, fairy tale we've done for the podcast. Yes. yes. I think so, too. It is, and it's tough because Winter still sucks really bad. It doesn't suck. It's awesome. I love that movie. Uh, I like that movie, too. There was things to laugh at. The problem with uh, this one, again, is that he was actually trying to make jokes, mm. so you couldn't laugh at it because the jokes were unfunny. Could you riff it? No, because they won't stop talking. Right. And you, in order to view this film, you must try to figure it out like we have done and yeah. failed. Uh so you can't riff it. You're right. No, it sucks. No, because we had to stop talking so that we could actually hear what the hell they were saying. Like, what? There's fucking eagles in freedom? What? Eagles in freedom. America. Yeah, I liked how the, she America was, ate her. She was going to be free <laughs> with this eagle. And then at the end, it was, oh, what we meant to say is this is how we pick our new leader. And you're going to go back and be the madam. Or be eaten. And you know what madams are, right? They run the whorehouse. They run the whorehouse, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why they let their beeves hang out. When the cat's away, the mice will play. When the eagle picks up the naked chick, it's time to head to West Philadelphia. Yep, and uh, order a turkey so you can get the special at the <laughs> meat department. Final recommendations, guys. No. Don't do it. No, I got I to gotta say don't do it either. It's uh, too hard. I had never seen it before, and I... I couldn't focus on what was happening in front of me. I was zoning out. I had to try my hardest. Every five minutes, 
I didn't even see the eagle pick her up. I lost focus in the climax of the film. I was like, oh, the eagle's flying away. Did he get her? Is he eating her? What's happening here? It, because the other thing that we never commented on is how poorly this film is shot. Oh, God. The long takes got away from him. It happens. Lots of out-of-focus stuff. Weird locations to Sometimes shoot from. Sometimes he started the shot on the bush, and he, like, just for the pacing, he needed the whole thing. So you're just like, yep, you're tracking over a fucking bush. Yeah, Neat. right. A bush. So what happened, Sam, you did see it. It's just completely unremarkable and, and vague as shit, is the eagle flies down and wraps her in its wings. The next shot you see is the eagle flying in the air. The shot that it shows that is shot from underwater within the pool. So you're oh. looking up at fucking pool water I at a even, fucking bird. I couldn't even tell what was going on. You and have just, to infer what is happening. It was I was losing focus. I was just like, what? The, the camera has lost the focus. Yeah, it was worse than the end of Unbreakable, which is, I think, the I had held Unbreakable's ending as the sort of bar for anti-climaxes mm-hmm. because it's like, a guy who doesn't get colds fights a guy in a jumpsuit who we don't even know who he is. Slowly, there's no punches thrown. They kind of tussle about in a hotel room in slow motion for about six minutes, and one of them falls over. And you're like, this is the end of a superhero <laughs> movie? What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I, I got to give it a don't as well. Yeah. It's too bad. Mm. Too bad. It's not too bad. Don't watch any of his movies. Yeah, don't watch any of his movies. Uh, we're going to have to watch another one, unfortunately. God damn it. <laughs> You'll see him again. Uh, on streaming do's and don'ts this week, we've got three. Sam, you, uh, you're you taking the primary helm here. I got wanna, two, yeah. You want to talk about uh, security Secur- on Netflix? Security with uh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Too sexy. Very sexy. It, it starts out uh, uh, very interestingly that he's like this major mercenary dude Mm -hmm. but he just needs work so he takes a security job at a mall Mm. and he's like all kind of gruffed out and he doesn't really look like antonio banderas like oh this is going to be like maybe he's going to do some of his spanish acting for us in english uh once the action starts he's twirling around like a ballerina (laughs) and he's doing the (laughs) fucking shooting two guns in every way and just like flying in it sounds awesome it's a do uh it's fun (laughs) It's not great, but it's like a 60% do. And basically, it's just a Assault on Precinct 13 uh-huh. in a mall. Okay. But you get Antonio Banderas's action from Assassins in it. Mm. Yeah. Is he uh, saving the gap? <laughs> I think they make fun of the gap in the movie, actually. Sweet. Okay, so do on security. Yes. Uh, was that this year that came out? Yes, that was this year. That huh. came. It actually just came on Netflix, which we should say it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh Probably within the last two months. Okay. Hmm. All right. And then you also watched The Recall on Amazon the Prime. Recall, because I watch every Wesley Snipes movie, no matter how bad. Yeah. And uh, Should this one have been recalled? I can't, in good conscience, recommend it, even though there's a couple of things that Wesley Snipes does that are really funny, that like save the movie experience for someone forcing themselves to watch a Wesley Snipes movie. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's in that same category as like uh, the Lost Boys to the Thirst, not or the Tribe, not the Thirst. Right. The third one was awesome. The second one right. was just this teenage movie that they tried to stuff uh, the vampire thing into. Mm-hmm. This is the same way. It's this teenager movie. They just sort of kind of 
jam Wesley Wesley Snipes Snipes into it as this crazy hunter dude. But it's about like aliens that come down. I mean, it's on paper. If you read it, you'd be like, this sounds fucking ridiculous and awesome. But it in practice, you're it's teenagers staring at each other. What do we do? What should we do? Mm. Where should we go? Mm. What should we do? He's got a hurt ankle. What do we do? (laughs) What should we do? Wait, is your shirt wet? What should we do? (laughs) And then every once in a while, Snipes shows up and says something fucking crazy. You're like, oh, that's funny. And then, oh, we got to run over here. Let's go over there. What should we do? (laughs) So it sucks. It's not a do, but uh, hopefully he will get main his... His action movie factory will pick back up again, and we'll start to get the movies that we used to get about ten, before the prison sentence, anyway. Mm. Well, Jackie and I watched the riff tracks on Amazon Prime called Ruby from like '78 or so. Uh, I thought it was older than that, but maybe not. It's fucking wild. Ruby is insanity. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'd like to tell you what it's about, Sam, but. Uh, if you tell people what it's about, I think it Ruins gives too it. much away. I don't away. know what the fuck it's about. But there is a lady. Her name is Ruby. Uh, and she's like uh, Cheryl Ladd's character from uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, she's like the old cougar in town. Yeah. I'm fancy. Uh, 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 she's totally hamming it up like uh, uh, no wire hangers. Okay. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway, yeah. Uh, she wears nightgown, like like formal gowns to go to bed <laughs> type right. of person. Mm-hmm. And she runs- She has her own stage. Yeah, she has- Like she a runs, theater. She runs the drive-in theater next to the swamp, and she has a mansion from owning the drive-in theater next to the swamp. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, and then- I don't know there's a what dead lover. happens from there. Yeah. <laughs> we know that there's a dead lover. We know that there is From the a very beginning of the movie. Very old man in a wheelchair that doesn't say anything and is blind. I've we, never figured out who he was or why he was there. Uh, she may or may not be boning the guy that runs the projector at the theater. The projectionist? Yeah. Known adulterers. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and the sexy. All of them. Uh, and then there, she's got a daughter that who we don't know who's fathered this daughter who doesn't speak because of fright. Uh, it's it, I can't even I can't say anything more because I would be revealing the plot. Ruby with riff tracks is a total dude. Oh yeah, totally. Because it's bananas. I, I laugh so hard. It's insane. It is. We could have done Ruby if it, if it had more you know uh, uh, notoriety. We totally could have fit Ruby right in it on Sixth of November because we could not figure it out. Huh. We have no idea what's going on in that film. So, yeah. do uh, next week we will be, be, be uh, next week we'll be getting off Nonsense of Gold November, uh, potentially transitioning into uh, Christmas Ween. Uh, Sam, it's your pick next week. What do you uh, What do you think? I totally spaced off. I can't remember. I I have it picked. I wrote it down, and I don't remember what the hell. Alrighty, crappy. Uh, it's not. Coming at you in 3D. I came up with something else. It will be a surprise. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy your week, guys. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.